Hello everyone and welcome back to Creative Psychopaths or even welcome to Creative Psychopaths. This is just me at the top of the show asking you to rate and review the podcast on whatever app you listen to because it'll really help boost the show and of course share the show with everybody in the world. This week I'm talking to Matthew about an American werewolf in London and it's a really good episode. Um, the only thing of note is there is a clip here from the movie that's set in a <coughs> porn theatre and the background noise over the characters is a bit dubious, as it were, and hopefully that doesn't cause anybody any offence. Part of this movie is set in Yorkshire and uh, I'm a good Yorkshire lad and if there's two things that we know in Yorkshire, it's tea and werewolves. And when we say to you, the milk goes in last and stick to roads... That better believe us. Welcome to another episode of Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast, where each week I talk to a guest about their history with horror movies and a movie of their choice, with a couple of fun questions at the end, creating a delightful horror sandwich. This week, I'm joined by Matthew, who I'm going to say hello to now. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. And you? Yeah, very good. Very excited. Oh, excited. Raring to go. Yes. Um, I feel like I'm. I should be starting to put filler chat in before I actually get into these questions because I've just recently been just going right. That's it. Let's get started. But uh, <laughs> I don't have any filler chat, so let's get started. Let's crack on. I sort of was filler while I uh, found the um, questions. I don't know them yet. Okay. <laughs> so the first question is: What is the first horror movie you can remember seeing? Uh, my first one was probably uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, right. Okay. That's, I was uh... only, only a young, young lad at the time. And I think it was probably because I fancied Nancy. But <laughs> <laughs> How old would you say you were when you, were, when you saw that? I'd say eight or nine, something like that. Yeah, very young. <laughs> wow, that, that is young to be dipping into Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was very young, very young. Did it, did it scar you? Did you stop watching them for a while? Uh, it did for a while. I, I moved on to the sci-fi scene. But, oh, um, yeah. yeah, I say I've got young kids myself now, so there's no way I would do the same. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I think a lot of us, a, a lot of people, I think, who got into horror saw it too early and gave up and went back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I say I absolutely love it. Was scary because if you think of a nightmare on Elm Street, you know, a bed is meant to be a safe place. Yeah, as a giant. Yeah. That's what was scary about it. I think. Yeah, that's it. I was saying to Chris the other week. You know, like you look at all the other killers and stuff. You can sit there and go, oh, you know, they should have got away. It should have been easier. But when it comes to Freddy, you sort of yeah. All you have to not- do is go to sleep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, and and that first movie's scary, you know. Oh like, yes, definitely, it was. 
as a later on he becomes a bit of a joke character but um yeah, yeah I'm uh, I'm a big fan of, I'd like number three myself that was one of my favorites yeah um, the the third one in that is good yeah I, I had the box set when I was I can't remember how old I was obviously when all of them were out I got bought the box set and I must have watched them over and over again <laughs> awesome so so when did you actually become a fan of horror then uh very early, like I said, before, I was I was born in eighty one. Yeah, I was probably watching them from the age of eight. You know, all uh, oh, right. I don't know what it was, whether it was the blood, the horror, <laughs> because I wasn't allowed. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know what maybe. It was. Yeah. But you know, like I was saying before, I moved on to sci fi afterwards. That's why I loved like Alien so much because it's the best of both. Yeah, it definitely is a, a mix. Yeah. I mean, th- that first Alien, well, like you say, it's got a lot of sci-fi elements, but it is yes, just a, yes. an all-out horror film. When that Xenomorph oh. shows up, it's just an all-out horror film. Yes, real definitely. real scary movie. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm saying it wasn't until probably early 2000s that I really drifted back to horror. Right, okay. And do you, what, can you remember what, what lured you back in? Oh, uh, I think it was just because, it, it, you know, with all your screens and that coming out, and it was quite big at the time, early mm. 2000s. Yeah, it was, films, yeah. So I think that, and I met the missus, and she were quite into them, so I don't get a choice, you know, what women are like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, though, but, um, like, Scream and stuff did see a big resurgence in, in horror movies, like... Um, Obviously, there was Scream. There was No What You Did Last Summer, which we did on this. Yeah, but there was yeah. lots. Of, there was lots of others that spanned from that, and then we started getting all remakes and stuff. So yeah, no, it was, um, I think that's pretty much when I got back into them around that sort of time. Um, so, what is the scariest horror movie? Um, well, I was going to say The Exorcist, but I think that's going to be on everyone's lips. So I thought of a different one. Hmm, okay, and I've thought of uh, The Descent. 2005 movie yeah and yeah i know simple it. reason is i'm claustrophobic so it really hits a nerve yeah yeah well that's it in it it's exactly what you find scary yeah yeah i'd say someone else might watch it and think that's not scary at all but i i remember watching it with the missus and she could she didn't sleep that night right yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and it, as I recall, that movie ends on a real downbeat as well. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. Because um, uh, spoilers for everyone, I think that you led to believe that the girl, the the one remaining person, actually escapes the caves. Yes. Um, but it turns out that she doesn't, in fact, at all. She's just been fantasizing that whole thing, and um, you left on a real downbeat ending. As a real yeah. downbeat ending. Of what I can remember, looking through the pillars, I'm sure that was the ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, that is a that is a scary horror movie, and it certainly. It... Yeah, it's like I was saying because I'm claustrophobic, it just proper hit a nerve. Yeah. Just down in the caves, and yeah, it was not very good for me at the time. No, well, I'm not a spiders guy, so arachnophobia is scary to me. Even though, even though that's not really that scary a film, like I'm just I'm not a spiders guy, so you know, it makes me. You know what I mean when you when you actually <laughs> yes, definitely, makes you definitely. cringe, makes you cringe. Um, so, 
let's move on to uh, what's the best kill in a horror movie? Oh, well, I was spoiled for choice with this one. Um, yeah, well, you I've, would be. <laughs> yeah. I've gone back to one of my old favourites, and it's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yes. And it's the one where uh, Freddy, Freddy Krueger plays him as a puppet, and he pulls out all oh, his veins right. in the lad's arms. Yeah. And I, I don't. I think it's because I was a child watching it, so that's and it, but I still have horrid memories of it now. <laughs> That is an, oh, a great one. I must admit, when you said that, I was sure you were going to say the TV. Yes, um, yes, that was up there. But... I was going to—I was almost going to jump ahead of you and say I knew what you were going to say, but I didn't know you were going to go down that route. But that is a scary one. Yeah, um, I think it's obviously it's when he cuts them at the end as well, and he goes straight down onto the concrete. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, well, let's keep rolling on then. Standout effect. Um, I could quite easily say the first change, werewolf change in the film we're going to discuss, but I won't, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because we're going to discuss that, hopefully. So I'm going to say the fly, Jeff Goldblum change. Oh, yes. I, I At some point, I have to do that on here. That's one yes. of my very favourites. Um, and you're right, the effects in that are, are brilliant. Real uh, slow burn of a change. Yes, definitely. I think that's what makes it so good. It's not instant. It's, you know, it is, like you say, very slow and scary. <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. I'm looking forward to doing that on here at some point. Um, movie. Yeah. But um, for everyone who's listening, obviously the title of the episode will be An American Wealth in London, and um, we will get to that. But obviously the effects of that are, are amazing. Oh, yes. For the... Um, for the when it were filmed as well, yeah, yeah, it does stand its test of time now. But like you say, we'll uh, we'll we'll do a bit of a dive into that when we uh, when we get to it. Um, so, a movie that needs a sequel, or movies that need to stop making sequels. Um, the one that needs to stop, I think I'm going to upset a few by saying this, and maybe yourself by saying uh, "Scream." Right, okay. Yeah, when I first when I first got into it, the films, they were absolutely brilliant. And well, I think they've just dragged and I think they've lived the time now. Like I said, I know I'm going to upset a few people with that, but <laughs> it's just my opinion. No, I mean, it's fine. And it is that the all these things are your opinion. I mean, I would suggest seeing the new one because it yeah, does. I, will. I think it does add, it does add something to the franchise. Um, but, you know, obviously these are all your opinions and we're not gatekeepers here. So, you know, whatever you think is, is correct for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's my, that's the final opinion. <laughs> Do you, have you got any movies that you think need a sequel? Um, one that I quite enjoyed was um, Crawl. 2019 film. The Alligators. Yes. Oh, that movie's great. Yes. So get a sequel made. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know how how they do it, how they go about it. But <laughs> the thing I like most about the crawl movie is that uh, the person in it isn't an idiot. You know, like you're often watching yeah. horror movies thinking this <laughs> yeah. person is an idiot and deserves to die. But the whole the whole way through this, you think this she's clever, <laughs> very clever. And it's good thing that movie. You know, think out of the budget I've got down here of thirteen million, and yet it made ninety one. 
Oh, did it really? Oh, yeah, that's, it, that's pretty good. That it, 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 yeah, it did very well. And great, great movie. I probably enjoyed it. And like we were saying, I don't know how they'll make a how they'll make a second one, but I think they should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I suppose it's tricky with that one because it's like I don't know how they do that. I suppose we could just set it on the same night in a different place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well, let's we'll pitch that one to Hollywood later. <laughs> um, right. So, what is your favourite franchise? Um, Mary Elm Street. <laughs> no, it's not actually. No. Um, I'm actually gonna go with Saw. All right. Okay. Which I know a few people have said it's one of the worst in recent podcasts and such. <laughs> but no, I, I, actually, a lot of people have picked that as their favourite franchise. It's me who doesn't like it. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> Maybe that's why I've done it then. <laughs> but yeah, I do, I do, I do like it. I think it's a great storyline. You know, it keeps you guessing, even from the first one. Very small budget, and yet even the small budget still had quite up and coming big, big actors in it. You know, you like to Danny yeah. Glover's in it, and yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was absolutely brilliant the first one. I don't think many people guessed the outcome before the end. No, the first one's amazing. I am not going to argue with the first one being brilliant, and um, I do have it upcoming as an episode soon. Um, so, you know, I agree that the first one's great, but I don't like the franchise. But I think, uh, you know, I've said it enough times on here that I don't need to go, <laughs> go on again. Yeah. Uh, so what, it, <laughs> what is the worst horror movie you've seen? Well... I'd have to say American Werewolf in Paris, and I think the less said about <laughs> the less said about that film is the better. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the most horrendous follow up to a film I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Given yeah, the I, I don't know if it's, yeah, I don't know if it's because obviously I'm a big fan of the original, so which has made it worse for me. Yeah, uh, because it's just a horrible film. <laughs> maybe no, a mixture I, of both <laughs> it could be a mixture of both i think i remember thinking it was fine um <laughs> i don't it it just doesn't have it doesn't have the magic of the original basically no no definitely um, from it. so um i think i know the answer to this anyway but what is your favorite horror movie well again i'm gonna ignore the one that we're going to talk about all right okay well that would have been first <laughs> And I'm going to go with uh, Paranormal Activity. Because mm. I, I think it's fantastic. Excellent. Yeah, that really is one of my favourites. Yeah, uh, it's high ranking for me as one of the scariest movies. Oh, yeah. And considering, you know, it won't, didn't cost much to make. And yeah, just a few jump scares in there. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love it. I, in fact, I only watched it about a week ago with a missus again. All right. Okay. And, yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't. I did an episode. Well, you, if you listen to this, you know I did. An yeah, episode. I did. I did listen to that actually. It was very uh, good. Yeah. I think. I think it was listening to that what made me watch it actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good movie. I usually I, I go back to that one quite regularly. Um, I think nothing beats that is one movie though where nothing beats the first watch. Like no, you no. know. It's a tricky one to go back into and see different things and like get the same scare out of it. But but I'll always remember watching that one 
on a laptop in the dark. Oh, um, yeah. And I was just, you know. I, I, to be fair, I, I actually I like all of them, um, all the paranormals. Yeah. Uh, me I think too. is it number three with the kids? Uh, yeah, that's uh, right. I think that scared me a lot because we had kids in cots at the time. So, it... yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, two is like a sidequel. Three, yes, yes. Th- three is a prequel, and I think the fourth one is sort of a sidequel as well. Yeah, um, oh, fourth uh, I wasn't overly keen on, if I'm honest. Anyway, let's not let's not bloody go, <laughs> go yeah, down the yeah. paranormal activity front. Well, brilliant. So that is the first slice in the horror sandwich. Um, so we've put our butter on it. Or oh, margarine. Margarine. Remember that back in the eighties? Oh, margarine. margarine. A bit. A bit of stock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we don't really. It's like olive spread now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You have to be healthy these days. I've really got to get off the sandwich thing. <laughs> no, I like it. I think <laughs> it's great. <laughs> well, just lately, I've actually been asking people what their favourite sandwich is, so let's just do that. Uh, my favourite sandwich, it's got to be the old-fashioned ham and cheese. <laughs> ham and cheese. Yeah. Oh. Can't go wrong. Well, um, fine. Well, let's get into the ham and cheese section of this uh of the podcast, and we'll start talking about the movie, which is 1981's An American Wealth in London, which this film's as old as you. It is. So <laughs> it was actually brought out, I think, uh, nine days after I was born. Wow. So it, it's like your, it's like your horror brother almost. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's my twin brother. <laughs> born nine days later. Yeah. <laughs> So this movie is directed by John Landis, who we know from Blues Brothers, Trading Places, Three Amigos, Coming to America, and Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yes. Um, I don't normally list off the the director's movies, but um, I thought in this case it was interesting considering that those movies are so different to this. Um, I thought it was interesting. Well, he actually... um... Wrote this well. Wrote this film in 1969, and it got uh, turned down. Yes, I I I read that somewhere. Um, I don't remember where I read that, but yeah, um, I think once he'd made these other films, I said, "Oh yeah, you can uh, you can give that a go." Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, uh, right, okay, and it stars David Norton as David Kessler, yeah. Griffin Dunn as Jack Goodman. Jenny Augusta as Nurse Alex Price and oh, John Nurse Alex Price. Nurse Alex Price. Oh, and John Woodvine as Dr. Hirsch. There are other people in it and we will get to them. Um, but those are sort of the main the main ones. Uh, this was made for a budget of 5.8 million and box office at 62 million. So it's definitely a success. Oh yes. Um, and I think you know, from a money point of view, I imagine over the years it's made more and more money with DVD sales and stuff like that. It's certainly one you see knocking around a lot. Yes, um, it's, it was on TV not so long back as well. Yeah. One thing um, I did want to say before going into this, um, I remembered that the BBC did a play um, on Radio 4 for the American Wealth in London. Which was which was good, and I started listening to it again this afternoon. I found it on YouTube. 
Well, that's amazing because I never knew that. Yeah, I was listening to it actually because it's it's uh, got a slightly more sort of um, like deep dive into the characters a little bit. Oh, All right, I'll have, to, I'll have to find that and have a listen to that. I'll send you the link. Thank you. Well, that was a whole that was a whole thing because I started doing that and then I saw some people react to watching it for the first time. So I started watching that. So I've had a bit of an afternoon of American Wealth <laughs> in London. Um, right, so let's get into the movie. So this movie opens with uh, Blue Moon. Blue Moon. This oh, one, yeah. which is good. I think uh, that's uh, what, sorry to interrupt, I think that's what stands out in the movie is the amazing soundtrack as well. And, and this this soundtrack sort of almost all the way through is um, like uh, moon-based. <laughs> the song yeah, is uh, moon-based. <laughs> uh, the, the song, uh, is it Moon River by, is it Cat Stevens? He tried think, to get that on it and Cat Stevens turned it down. Oh, I can't remember who sang it. Was it Cat Stevens? Um, yeah, quite a lot of people did Moon River. Even Dean yeah. Martin did Moon River and stuff like that. So I can't imagine Cat Stevens did that first. Because Frank Sinatra did that too. Yeah, okay. It was a certain version of the song. Uh, oh, right, I see. It did, get, it did get turned down, actually. Oh, well. So uh, we are introduced to our main characters, Jack and David. They're in a truck full filled with sheep, and they get dropped off at like um, a crossroads. Um, and this is, um, as far as I can tell, the Yorkshire Moors. Yeah, well, it's led to believe to be the Yorkshire Moors. Yeah. Yes, uh, filmed in Wales, though. That's quite correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the truck driver tells them to stick to the roads, and that's not the first time we're going to hear that. No. Um, stick to the roads. <laughs> I like to see the two characters walking along. They're talking about like a girl from the past, like Debbie Klein, she's called. And it sets up a, a, a good friendship, you know. It's easy to care about these two characters. They're walking towards a village and the music playing over it actually sounds quite a lot like the sad theme from the Hulk. <laughs> uh, yes, now, now you come to mention it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they approach a pub called the Slaughtered Lamb, which, which um, the sign on it is um, a wolf's head on a pike, as I recall. If, if you do get to watch the film back, which I'm sure you will, if you look at the sign above the door, yeah, it's got Welsh writing on, which I forgot to remove. <laughs> oh, has it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I it's a, you know, such and such landlord, and it's all in Welsh. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, Never know. Uh, they go into the uh, pub, and as soon as they do, there's absolute silence. This is a local pub for local people. Um, it's it's quite interesting, though. I don't, like the barmaid comes over and asks them what they want, and uh, <laughs> they want something hot. She's like, I can do tea. Oh, have you got tea? No, but I can do it for you. <laughs> Yeah, do you have coffee? No. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a no. Yeah. Yes, do you have any hot soup? No. Well, uh, do you have any coffee then? 
No. Do you have any uh, hot chocolate? We've spirits and beers. If it's something hot you want, you can have tea. Then you have tea? No. Oh. But I can make some for you, if you like. Oh, oh yes, please. please. It's nice, though. It's good. Oh, Rick Mail's there. We see Rick Mail, but he doesn't do anything, really. He's just playing Jess. But he is there. Very young Rick Mail. A very young Rick Mail. He actually got invited, um, and so did Aid, out of the young ones. All right. Um, I think at the same time they were filming this film, uh, they were filming Raiders of a Lost Ark, and director of Raiders of a Lost Ark invited them to go watch the young ones. Uh, I think it was like a stage show with Rick and Aid. Oh, and right. he loved them that much that he invited them both. He said, come along and I'll get you in the film. And then mm-hmm. Rick turned up. All oh, right. And he actually really liked Rick in it as well. Yeah, not that he really does anything. No, no, he laughs a bit. That's it. <laughs> he does. Um, we, right, the main person in there, bald-headed fellow, Brian Glover, as, oh, we, as we know. A good Yorkshire lad. He used to be a wrestler, I think. He did, quite correct, yeah. yeah he used to be a Not wrestler. a very good one, but he was a wrestler. <laughs> anyway, he tells this uh, lovely joke about um, a crashing plane. We won't do the whole joke now. Remember um, the Alamo. <laughs> remember the Alamo. <laughs> After he tells this, um, Jack asks why there's a five-pointed star on the, uh, on the wall. And then the whole pub goes silent again. And the one fella goes, you made me miss. Yeah, the, the dark, Yorkshire accent. The, the dartboard, you made me miss. I haven't missed that board. I thought he said a year, but he doesn't. He just says, I've never missed that board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've never missed that board before. Anyway, so the, the, the two lads decide to leave. Go! But they say, stick to the roads, lads. Stick to the yeah. roads. Beware the moors. Beware the moors. Beware the moon. Beware the moon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack, we better go. Are you kidding? I'm starved. Uh, how much do we owe you? Nothing, lads. Go. God be with you. Oh, thank you. Wait! You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. Thank you. Beware the moon, lads. And, um, off they go. And... Sort of around this time is a line I know you like. <laughs> you can't let them go out in this. It's murder. Then murder it is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we don't need to do that bit. <laughs> you can't let them go. Should the world know our business? It's murder then. Then murder it is. It is a good bit though. It, it, oh. it's, it, it's an interesting bit actually because it flicks back from them to the pub to the, you know, and it, this idea that you know they made them leave, but suddenly it's like, what the hell did we just do? Yeah, feeling a little bit of guilt, I think. Yeah, you can't just let them go. 
Um, <laughs> no one brought them here. No one wanted them here. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a bit of a Brian Glover says, shut the world, no our business. <laughs> yeah. I think what, really... makes it, what makes it so much better is, is the accent. Yeah. Proper, proper broad Yorkshire. It's proper broad Yorkshire, aye. Yeah. Aye, aye. The lads go. We cut back to the lads. They didn't stick to the roads. Idiots. Silly boys. Silly boys. So they sort of discover the fact that they are that they haven't stuck to the roads and they hear lots of howlings. <laughs> howlings? <laughs> Howls. Howls. <laughs> it's, it's like... Uh, they start walking along as if they don't hear anything and they've got this thing where they're going, tra-la-la-la-la. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quite funny. I, I do like it when you hear the first ho- wolf howl and it yeah. cuts back to the pub and the barman says, listen, do you hear that? And I heard go, nothing. I heard nothing, <laughs> nor I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I that pub's probably the best scene in this. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like the old slaughtered lamb. I'd love to have a beer in there. I doubt. I, I doubt I'd get served, but no, they won't want your kind there. No, no, I'd make him miss Bard again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they get attacked. Basically, <laughs> while Jack's getting attacked, David fucking sprints off, doesn't he? Sprint. Why did he go back? He, he sprints go back. off, and you do think you fucking coward, but. In all fairness to him, he does go back. He does go back. Uh, we discover that there's a dead Jack and David has then attacked. But he's saved by all the people from the pub who didn't want to do anything, but now they did. So they, sh- they shoot a fella. No, they shoot the wolf, sorry. But then when David looks over, he sees a fella. Yeah. Uh, next. Right, let's get into this little bit of annoyance for the film now, right? Next, David wakes up in a hospital. In London, yeah, that's one downside to the film. I think. Why would it? Why not wake up in why is, LGI? Why not? Why wake is he up not in Leeds? Leeds? He should be in Leeds. <laughs> oh, York, yeah. anywhere. An American werewolf in Leeds. This should have been called. <laughs> oh, it'd be miles better, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a strange one. That I'm, I'm guessing the specialists were in London, right? Yeah. Anyway, it's just that sort of, I think, because it's made by an American filmmaker, it's like London is the city, isn't it? That's <laughs> wherever you are, London is the city. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like you say, we they did a Paris one, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's the only gripe I've got with this. We come there, right. He wakes up, Dr. Hirsch. He said, that escape lunatic must have had some power. But it wasn't an escaped lunatic sort of thing. I think I've skipped around a little bit here, don't matter. Yeah. David has a forest nightmare. Um, well, we yeah, he has he has a lot of nightmares. Uh, we don't there, see we? much in this first one. It's just a sort of running along a forest. And uh, I like this bit here because Frank Oz shows up. <laughs> He's playing the um, the ambassador for the for the um, you know American. American Embassy. Yeah, what a great accent. But, uh, I mean, you probably already know this, but Frank Oz is like one of the main Muppet um, voices. So he's like, yeah, he was yeah. Yoda. And um, I don't know if he was Kermit. I, mean, I think he is, yeah. yeah. He, sound, 
Well, he sounds like Kermit in American Male in yeah, London. He looks, he? he sounds so muppet in this. It's fantastic. And it, I love the way he's going, Mr. Yeah. Kessler. I Mr. Kessler. I, I appreciate how upsetting this must be for you. Please, Mr. Kessler. Uh, 20 milligrams, Sagittal, IV, please. I appreciate how, how upset you are, but, but this is this is no reason for hysterics. Mr. Kessler? Mr. Kessler, try not to excite yourself. <laughs> It's yeah. really great. It's, it's no, really good. It turns out that uh, David has been there three weeks, uh, but again, he's going, it wasn't an animal. Um, uh, Dr. Hirsch in his office and the policemen show up. That's a good good bit as well, because um, I enjoy the fact that the, there's one, there's sort of a senior policeman and a junior one. Yeah, junior one's clumsy <laughs> and just... You can tell. You can tell it's a junior one. The other guy just won't listen to him either. He's just like, don't worry about it. I love it when he at the beginning when they first go in. Would you like? The one says no, and the other says yes, (laughs) and then he he goes, actually, no, I won't. That's good. It's good. It's good. One of the funny parts of this. I mean, it's dipped as a horror comedy. This, but there are very few comedic moments. But that's one of the good. That's one of the good ones. yeah, that is. Um, let's see. Forest nightmare again. Uh, this time, naked David hunts and kills a deer. One of the weird bits of this, it's always stuck in my head. There's a, a kid in a hospital bed who constantly says no. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is funny. What, do, you want, do you like no. comics? No. <laughs> I have always enjoyed that bit. I don't know why either. Nurse, um, what's she called? Alex, let's just call her Alex from now on. So Alex, tr- yes, right. tries to get David to eat something. Um, it's a bit flirty, isn't it? Yeah, well, he would be. She is quite pretty, and he's not a bad-looking lad. There's obviously an instant yeah, there's reaction. A, yeah, there's a bit him. of chemistry between those two. It's very flirty, though, almost uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't expect that nowadays in a hospital, oh, no. would you? <laughs> well, he's got his own private room, isn't he? Beautiful. I know. Get yourself in a fucking world. <laughs> he has another dream being in the woods but this time he's in a bed in the woods and he's got a sort of vampire face mm. yes brilliant it's not my favourite dream I think you're coming up to one of my favourite we're going to get there um, yeah let's see the, let's call it the double dream yeah he doesn't want to be alone so then Nurse Price now it's called a Nurse Price whatever oh make your mind up <laughs> Kevin um, <laughs> is uh, sitting in his room reading to him. It's, it's quite a nice scene. Anyway, this is the dream. This is the dream I think you're talking about. Because I think it's the last one. He has a dream about he's back home with his family, and then all of a sudden, what bursts through the door but Nazi werewolves. Yeah, it's a yeah. weird one, that, isn't it? This was the one as... Um, I can't remember when I saw this. I must have seen it youngish. This was the one that really scared the crap out of me. I think it's a great Yeah, it's scare. fantastic. So basically, the Nazi werewolves kill his entire family and then slit his throat. So then he wakes up. But, oh no, it's another dream. And in this time, a Nazi werewolf kills Nurse Price. Dead. <laughs> uh, the fellow brings him his breakfast the next day. The porter brings him his breakfast. And this time... Old dead Jack shows up. So his friend Jack yes. shows up. The effects here, the makeup here is fantastic. Oh, it's looking very Freshly fresh. dead. It, Which is obviously a great 
thing yeah, throughout the film. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so he looks ripped to pieces, and he basically said, basically, basically, <laughs> basically tells him, uh, "You're going to be a werewolf. You got to kill yourself." We were attacked by a werewolf. I'm not listening to this. On the moors, we were attacked by a lycanthrope, a werewolf. I was murdered, an unnatural death, and now I walk the earth in limbo until the werewolf's curse is lifted. Shut up. The wolf's bloodline must be severed. The last remaining werewolf must be destroyed. It's you, David. There was actually a great scene that got cut out mm-hmm. from this bit. And it was when, you know, when Jack takes a bite of his toast yeah. in the, uh, in the oh, right. original, yeah. it got cut out. The toast, toast fell out of his yes, neck. I, um, yes, I read that because they had to cut it to make sure it got a rate, an R rating. Yeah, because otherwise correct, it would have yeah. been, oh, I don't know what it is in America. Whatever it is that is worse than an R. I don't know. X? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, fun, isn't it? Anyway, yeah, so he says, you're going to have to kill yourself, mate. But um, then Nurse Price comes back in and David gives her a kiss and says, hey, I'm a werewolf. Then after that, she takes him home with her, which is weird. Yeah, just just like you would, you know. Yeah, there's another bit here where they have a weird train journey where he's, where they're travelling, obviously, back to her place. But for some reason in the train, they're not right next to each other. He's in the middle of, like, a bunch of, punks you might say making weird yes. not funny faces out there which is just a very silly scene but it's in it's in there i think his trap i think um is uh john landis has tried to get little bits of comedy here there and that's everywhere. not funny at all though is it <laughs> no no but little little stupid bits like um Yes, that's the word. We get to the nurse's house. Um, turns out she finds him very attractive. That's what she says. I find you very attractive. The bedroom. There's only one bed. I'll be perfectly honest with you, David. I'm not in the habit of bringing home stray young American men. Well, I should hope not. I find you very attractive. And a little bit sad. Go on. So she goes, I'm going to go for a shower. But he joins her in the shower and they have wonderful sexy times. It doesn't take long, does it? I will say, unfortunately, bowing to my male um, nurse here, Jenny Auger is pretty tidy in this. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. Very much so. Uh, She's quite quite the delight. she was actually in a child's play too. Was she? Yes. See if you can find her in that. She's obviously a little bit older. But... Oh, I didn't know that. Anyway, um, yeah, so they have yeah. sexy times, but then David wakes up in the middle of the night and we see dead Jack again. But this time, he's slightly deader. Yeah, decomposed a little bit more, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> and he tells him yet again to kill himself. Um I like the Jack scenes. Um, the I think actually those are injections of comedy. The Jack scenes are quite um, amusing in their own way, even though he's telling him to kill himself. They are still quite funny. 
Yeah, well, I think you saw from the outset that Jack was the funny yeah, one of yeah. the two, and he never lost that even if, even in death. He still got his. He calls him. He says, "Don't be a putz." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, again, more werewolf stuff, and then uh, let's see. Old Doctor Hirsch travels to the slaughtered lamb for some particular reason, um, because he believed he was a werewolf. Well, it's only around corner, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody knows that Yorkshire's <laughs> half an hour away from London. If that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he does a he does a little investigation and. Uh, the people in the pub could not be any more sus. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, obvious, isn't it? It's like, uh, so about those two American lads, we know nothing. <laughs> hmm. Are you sure? You seem to very much know something. What's that freshly painted star on the wall? Oh, that's been there 200 years. Don't you fucking worry about that star. <laughs> But then Brian goes, there's nothing for you here. Get out. And uh, he doesn't drink his Guinness, his half a Guinness. I'll have a small Guinness. Um, he got another drink with it, which I found were very strange. He left that one on the bar. Wasn't his Guinness in a bottle? I think that's oh, what maybe. it was. I think his yeah. Guinness was in a bottle. Um, hmm. But when he goes outside, it's raining. And the fellow who said to um, you, miss, made me miss. He's outside looking a bit shifty. Anyway, Dr. Hirsch... He wants him uh, to come over, doesn't he? You can tell he Dr. wants Dr. Hirsch him to goes over and he's like, all right? <laughs> he's not Carl Pilkington. <laughs> is he it, is it Jordan now? <laughs> I was thinking more like Carl Pilkington. Yes, he goes, he's a werewolf. <laughs> but then Brian Glover shows up and goes, fuck off, basically. I can't remember what he says. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that, that boy's in danger. Mm. What a mistake. Don't let him leave here. There's something wrong with this place. That much I understand. It's the one who lives. He's the one who's in danger, and not just him. Others will be too. It's almost full moon. He'll change. He'll... That's enough! That's enough! That's... Say no more! Say That's no me. more! And the, 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 the fellow who was talking to you just sprints off. It's so funny. No, he just sprints <laughs> off. <laughs> sprints off. Past all, past all the gravestones. Sprints <laughs> off. Uh... <laughs> I think Mr. Glover would be enough to scare anyone, to be honest with you. Yeah, oh, well, he is a scary fellow. You might, might do a wrestling might move on him. Suplex him or give him a stone-cold yeah. stunner. That's uh, well past his day, that one. Um, yes. Now, let's see. Um, Nurse Price goes off to work and sort of leaves David at home for the day. The animals don't like him. There's a dog outside, don't like him. There's a cat outside, does not like him. Um, trust the old um, trust the animals in horror movies you should always, always trust the animals they know what's yeah I'm just about to say that nearly in every horror always movie trust them. the animals mm. always know so obviously David's having this really boring day at home um, and all the time 
over that, we've got the song Bad Moon Rising, which I like. Yeah. He's really bored. I'm not hungry. Quite often. There's a slight cut back to the hospital, but it doesn't really mean anything. It's just a sort of uh, focusing on the fact that it's a full moon outside. Um, we see we see David reading, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he just goes, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, what a scene this um, is. We get a transformation into a werewolf, which is it's it's one of the amazing standout bits of of I'd say any movie. Um, not just horror movies, any movie. It, um, there are the, the having werewolf transformations after this that I would say are better, but this one yeah. stands out as being brilliant at the time and still brilliant now. Well, I think you've got to I think you've got to take into account. Obviously, it's nineteen eighty-one. Yeah, but it doesn't. You know, it doesn't. It hasn't aged. Um, no, you could watch it now and still be amazed yeah, by that yeah. scene. And that is. Um, practical effects at its best there's no cgi here at all um so yeah obviously bones cracking um hands i love the way his hands extend um yeah i like it. if you just notice just before he screams out oh my god you just see his, his shirt starting to get wetter and wetter as if it's oh, really little 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 things like that yeah, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, um, yeah for the stand out, his shirts just seem to be getting wetter and wetter, as obviously because he's burning up. But yeah, so time. we get a transformation, but we do not get to see the whole transformation. It, it, you don't get to see the whole wolf. Um, no. Let's see. So he goes on a bit of a murdering spree here. It really covers a lot of London. So he murders a young couple in a park. They're a delight, but later on, they're a delight. No, not very happy. <laughs> um, the fella goes out to investigate, and it's, there's a severed hand on the floor. I thought, for some reason, I thought he got killed as well, but I don't think he does. No, I, I'm not sure. Later on, when you see the tramps, the that's murder people. too. Yeah, um, that scene was another one that got pulled out for the American rating as well. Oh, really? Yeah, they were going to show him killing them, but that got. Old. They do get killed though. Oh yes, they do get killed, but it doesn't, it doesn't show, show the, it. Right, okay. The murder. Actually, just before this, um, the doctor comes back to the hospital because it, you know he's had his quick drive back from Yorkshire. <laughs> it's quite interesting here because obviously they don't believe that he is a werewolf, but what he does come back is he does believe that the people in the town believe that werewolves exist, and that yeah. if. David believes that werewolves exists, then there might be some, you know, the full moon might have done something to him. It's quite, yeah. it's an interesting theory considering, you know, based on round, what I'm saying is often these things get di- dismissed in movies, you know, like they go, well, he's not obviously not a werewolf, but with this, you know, there's some idea of, you know, what could be sort of thing. I don't know what I'm saying though. You know what I mean? You're not getting that. Yes. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> David has suffered a severe trauma. I myself witnessed some form of mass neurosis in East Proctor. If all the villagers believe that Jack Goodman was killed by a werewolf, why shouldn't David? And that it follows that if he survived an attack by a werewolf, wouldn't he himself become a werewolf at the next full moon? Oh, I don't mean running about on all fours and howling at the moon. 
but in such a deranged state he might harm himself or perhaps other people the second murder is a home load of homeless fellas but like you say it's quite a short scene really you don't really see a lot about howling and eyes yes uh as a third murder, businessman on an underground. <laughs> this is actually my favourite murder. He's really, he's really getting round though. The wolf, like, oh, I don't yeah. know, he's got down into the underground. <laughs> <laughs> he must have had a ticket. <laughs> I, I'm with you on this one. Um, it, I think why it's um, scary for me is because you don't really see the wolf, and like you look at. Film. Some of the scariest horror films is where you don't actually see the the actual thing that's doing the killing. Even you go back as far as Jaws. You, nope. How often? How often do you see Jaws? Well, almost, uh, almost never until the back end yeah. of the movie. This is why this bit scares me because uh, you only see him when he's actually laid down on the escalator. Yeah, and you don't see much of him. Um, no, a little glimpse. This is one of my favourite scenes, but actually for a completely different reason because like I just love the line where the guy goes I can assure you this isn't the least bit funny <laughs> very English <laughs> one of my favourite bits but yeah he, uh, does, he does chase him down and you do get a sort of werewolf POV um, yeah. which works really well he, as he's running through the underground the man have you seen the posters on the side of the station no. is this another easter egg I'm missing yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of them are uh, See You Next Tuesday, advertising a certain pornographic film. See You Next Wednesday, sorry. See You Next Wednesday, which is a delightful pun. Yeah, a lot of them are... Uh, there's a lot of posters on the side in the underground. <laughs> uh, so Jack wakes... Sorry, David wakes up the next day at the zoo. He's in with the wolves and he's naked. He is. You see a little bit of bum and you see a little bit of knob if you try. Not that I tried. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pause. It's a basic, basic instinct moment. You have to pause it. You to, Perfect. <laughs> if you want a little bit of knob in this, you can have to pause it. Um, <laughs> anyway, he nicks a kid's balloons. I, what I like about this scene is he steals this kid's balloons. And I think they tried to get this kid looking sort of annoyed about it, but you can see that he finds it's funny. And I think they got the best take they could out of him where he's, <laughs> and he's clearly you can, laughing. You can imagine that being take 97 or something like that. Can't yeah. you? <laughs> he's clearly laughing. And you would, wouldn't you? His naked yeah. fella running off with balloons covering his bits. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he also does manage to steal someone's coat, like a woman's red coat. Yes, it does off back of a chair as he's running past. Anyway, yeah, so he stood at the bus stop with a red coat on. I love that he says to somebody that we're having a lot of weather this time of year. <laughs> yeah, just random. Just a random. The thing is, if you live in the UK at the moment, that's a real true statement. We are having a lot of weather this time of year. Yeah. Anyway, he gets home and she's like, no, Price is like, where the hell have you been? But he, he, he's full of the joys like, because he's finally, yeah. he's finally eaten, probably. Yeah, he's very happy. <laughs> he's very cheery about his life, despite the fact that he woke up in a zoo that morning. Um, but he seems very cheery about his life. Like I say, I think it's because he's finally eaten something. Uh, <laughs> actually, he's a bit of a dick, isn't he? He basically is being a bit of a dick. Um, yeah, he's sort he of nervous anyway. Anyway, they, they're in a ta- They're in with a taxi driver, and he's going, "Oh, have you seen them murders?" 
except London. Oh, I may have seen those fucking murders, <laughs> basically. And uh, J- uh, David, David goes, oh, it was me. Yeah, that's uh, when he freaks out a little bit, doesn't he? He gets out of the cab, tries to get arrested, does not work. Yeah, the Queen's <laughs> a cow and all this. and yeah, he, he can't get arrested for the life of him, which is all oh, no. ridiculous. I'd, always makes me think, why didn't he just hit the copper? Yeah. I'm sure he'd have got arrested. It's probably better in the long run that he didn't. Yeah. Uh, no, maybe not. Um, anyway, so he makes this. Uh, no, he tells Nurse Price that he loves her, which is weird because they've been together for like what two days. Instant attraction. Yeah, but I love you. Send her running. Yeah. After this, he uh, sort of gets away from her, and he makes this really nice. Well, not nice, but it's like a. He makes this phone call home, where he's obviously talking. He's talking to his little sister. Yeah, you know, it's almost a goodbye phone call, isn't it? It is a goodbye phone call, but he apart from he just says, you know, tell them I love them and I love you. And his little sister's like, you're being weird. And he's like, I'm not being weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, typical little sister. <laughs> and then he does try to kill himself, but he doesn't manage it. He goes across, he sees dead Jack across the street at going into a porn theatre. And yes, as you say, the name of the theater, the name of the film playing is "See You Next Wednesday." Um, and if any of you know anything, then you probably know what "See You Next Tuesday" means. Uh, we won't say that word here, though. <laughs> That's the one word we'll skip, I think. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, this time, Jack is something more of a skeleton. The puppet here is fantastic. Ah, oh, absolutely brilliant. And yeah. just cutting back to that, um, see you next Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, John Landis, and I think it's in about six or seven films after, he's tried to get that line in his films. Oh, really? Yeah. It, I think it's about a running joke with himself. So yeah. it's in about uh, six or seven, maybe eight of his uh, films. I did line, not see you next Wednesday. I did not know that. Oh, there you go. Facts, people. These are the facts. <laughs> Um, yeah, Skeleton Jack. The porn movie. I messaged you about this the other day, but the porn movie is fantastic. Made me laugh so much. Um, there's a, there's a scene where two people are obviously making love, and then this guy bursts in, and he's like, he's like, I told you if I catch you doing this again, and both of them go, go, we don't even recognise you, and he goes, oh, all right then, and just leaves. It's so fantastic. It just yeah, doesn't make any brilliant. sense, but it's brilliant. What are you doing here? You promised never to do this kind of thing again. I never promised you any such thing. Not you, you Twitter. I've never seen you before in my life. Oh, sorry. Later on, she they get interrupted by the phone and she picks it up and goes, nope, there's nobody here by that name and just puts it down and they get back on with it. <laughs> it's really good. It really made me laugh. It, it's the funniest bit of the film and it, it does. Um, yeah, it is it's very good. It does vaguely lighten the mood because during this, he is talking to his friend, dead Jack, but it also sees the dead victims from the, um, the rest of the, from the night before. So he, we see the couple who are very cheery. <laughs> They're delightfully cheery considering. Yeah. The, the under, Mr. Underground guy, he's not very so happy, is he? Oh, no, why should he be? No. <laughs> And the homeless fellas think he's a bit of a dick as well. <laughs> I think they do sort of 
they they give him a lot of options for killing himself. <laughs> they give him a, del- yeah, a delightful amount of options. It's quite funny. I know where you can get a gun. Don't I need a silver bullet or something? Oh, be serious, would you? Madness. No, a gun would be good. Yes, you just put the gun to your forehead and pull the trigger. But if you put it in your mouth, you'd be sure not to miss. Thank you. You're all so thoughtful. A knife. An electric shock. A car crash. You could throw yourself in front of a tube. Drowning. But not enough time. He he transforms into the werewolf in the cinema. Um, There's a bit of a massacre inside the cinema. Um, And this is the first time that we see the wolf. Or at least yes. properly see it. They, I think before that, they tried to lock him in the cinema, um, which is quite a smart idea. Yeah, it was a lone police officer pulled the shutters down, if I remember right. Yeah, there you go. But um, it doesn't work. And anyway, uh, like I say, then we get to see the first look at the wolf. Um, the wolf starts stalking through London. and Lots of people die, but not by his hand. <laughs> I mean, car crashes here, there, and everywhere. Car crashes. Someone loses a head. Yeah, I think the werewolf actually actually this time does bite off someone's head. Maybe. Yeah, that I think it's the head of police. It is the police. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I say, lots of lots of crashes, a lot of gruesome stuff. People getting run over. (laughs) You know, double decker bus. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot Uh, going on. Another great thing about, uh, obviously, it's filmed in Piccadilly Circus and they struggled to get the rights to film there. Oh, right. And it wasn't until uh, John Landis invited 200 police, local police officers to go watch uh, his Blues Brothers film that, it, that they then give him uh, three, three nights to film. Oh. Yeah, he invited two, two or 300 local police London police to go watch Blues Brothers. So, yeah, like I said, they then said, all right, you can have three nights of filming. No, well, that's interesting, that. Bribed them, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he did, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, so the wolf ends up in a dead end. Nurse Price rocks up. Uh, she tries to talk to the wolf, but he doesn't recognise her. Anyway, no. he gets shot by other police. What an amazing shot the police are, considering she's standing right in front of the wolf. But they don't. Yeah, it's um, bendy bullets. <laughs> they don't hit her, they hit the wolf. And then, of course, we just see uh, naked, dead David. We see her looking at it. She cries. And then one of the best bits is you see her cry, and then it, and then it just suddenly goes, bah, 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 <laughs> And it just goes straight into, like, the most upbeat Blue Moon song. And yeah. it, it's like it just comes out of nowhere as well, doesn't it? It's not like yeah. it's not like it fades out. It's just no, no. It's, she it's stood there. the film has ended. Leave the cinema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's it. Piss off. <laughs> uh, so, and that is basically the end of that movie. Which I think we've done it justice there. I don't think there's too much more we need to say, unless you've got anything else you want to say about it. Uh, no. Just if you haven't seen it, get it watched. If you have seen it, watch it again. Yeah, actually, I will say um, that I, since you suggested watching this, I've watched it probably about three times since because it's just so enjoyable. And it does move yeah. at a click. It's not, it's never slow. No, um, no, it's quite a fast-moving film. It moves at a pace. Um, and, yeah, so it was really 
really enjoyable to watch. I mean, I've watched it a few times before. It's not it's not my first viewing. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed uh, going through this one again. Um, yeah, so, well, let's just give it the review system. I think it's either Creative Psychopath or it's shit. Um, I think there's only one option, really. Yeah, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's absolutely a Creative Psychopath. What a complete classic of a horror film, and you need to see it. Um so there you go. That was the ham and cheese filling. So all we need to do now is finish off with a final slice of bread and ask these last two questions, which are, what's a scary moment from a non-horror movie that you remember? Um, well, sort of got two, but I don't one's, an adult, one, one's from an adult and one's from being a kid. Yeah, well, it doesn't say. It, there's no yeah. preference for that. Let's, get, let's have them both. Well, my, my one from being a kid was um, Pinocchio. And okay. it's when all the kids turn into donkeys. <laughs> okay. For some, some strange reason, it really scared me as a kid. <laughs> Considering a couple of years later, I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street. That was <laughs> very strange. Yeah, but it's funny, though, isn't it? Sometimes what stands out. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, the one... The one from an adult, I'd have to say, is train spotting. I think it's where he's coming off his drugs and it's a dead baby on the ceiling. Yep, scary as shit. It's with the exorcist head spin involved as well. That is a scary moment. Yeah. Because it, it drops onto him as well, I think. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. And then he mm. wakes up in a bit of a scream. Yes. No, you're right. That That is absolutely... Um, a scary moment from an horror movie. Well, that is a horrible movie. It is a very good movie. It's a very good movie, but it's it's grim. Yes, it is. I think it's meant to show you what it's like, obviously, what they're going through. Yeah. Right. So if you could make a non-horror movie a horror movie, what would you choose? I thought of two, but I'm, I, I thought of The Sixth Sense. Mm. And I don't know why, to be honest with you. There's, uh, there's plenty of jump scares in it, and they, they could have made it into a horror, a proper horror film, I think, quite easily. Yeah. And the other one I thought of is basically, I'd love uh, something like Avatar to become a horror film. Hmm. Because no other reason, really, that's probably my favourite sci-fi film. <laughs> and I'd love to see it trans moved into a horror. Yeah, I mean, given the sort of, like, lack of constraints like because of the sort of animation they could come up with some really, yeah. really good kills and stuff like that yeah so. obviously different different planets going to whatever they could quite easy have yeah. different monsters on there that'd be interesting that'd be interesting yeah oh well, there you go then so um well they're making more avatar sequels so you never know one of them might be scary yeah. the film two and three as we speak Right, okay. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> yes, that brings us to the end of the podcast. So, um, thank you for joining me. No problem, it's been my pleasure. It was lovely to have you on, and thank you for bringing a film that was nice to watch. <laughs> So let's close this out. So, right, okay, so the last things to do are if uh, you enjoyed the uh, the episode, then join the Facebook group Creative Psychopaths. And uh, each week I post on there what film I'm doing next and you can comment on that and I'll um, 
mention you on the podcast. Um, also, if you'd like to be on the podcast, you can email me at creativepsychopathpod at gmail.com. And the last thing to say is, bye. Who say bye to? See you later. I can assure you that this is not in the least bit amusing.